Hello, and welcome back to another episode of our podcast, The Boss Ravioli Queens. We are Boss Lady Amy, Nick Holy Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. And we are three very real caregivers who decided we are going to spill all the ravioli on trending topics, healthcare, and so much more. We've decided that we're going to cover a non-healthcare topic every other week as a form of self-care. After all, we live and breathe our jobs. Don't worry, we'll still have plenty of ravioli to spill. We can't talk about work all the time. Sometimes we gotta be Cheerios because normally we're Fruit Loops. On that note, let's get messy. Warning, this podcast includes profane language, crude humor, mature subjects, and possible talk of bodily fluids. This may not be suitable for listeners under the the age of 18. This episode is called Bringing Sexy Back. In this episode, we are going to be talking about uh, something called sex therapy and specifically a very um, specific <laughs> specific part of that therapy um, where sex therapists help people with disabilities learn how to masturbate and basically have sex. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we all love watching that, right? <laughs> Not. <clears throat> so, Amy, take it away. So, I got the idea for this episode because I was on Facebook one day randomly scrolling and a video came across my feed about a woman who does sex therapy and she specializes in helping um, disabled people, but keep in mind they are of sound mind, just not sound bodies. Because if they weren't of sound mind, it would be a very different situation. Very much so. But basically, the people that she helps um, are usually paralyzed from like the neck down or the waist down or whatever. And she helps them um, masturbate or other things to like intimacy, teaches them about like She teaches them ways that they can masturbate. She doesn't masturbate them. Correct. She doesn't masturbate them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just called a hand job. Yeah, but like the way you said it was like it made it sound like she she helps them masturbate, and I'm like, "Mm, no, she doesn't. Well, she she teaches them. She teaches them. She teaches them the tools to learn. She brings sometimes like dildos or flashlights um so it's just like another tool that so they would be able to like do stuff more themselves correct like and not feel like they can't do it right which i also feel like we need to bring up that that's a very normal part of humanity Uh all of humanity not just people who aren't disabled or whatever that means everybody (laughs) well we all exist it's a normal it's a normal urge (laughs) for real i don't know i feel like because i've had situations where like a certain resident is doing things and like (laughs) I've knocked on his door to go into his room to give him his meds and I may have seen things yeah that was kind of a little awkward but um I mean it happens when they're like in a home but like I mean they still have the right if they're like with it to like do that kind of stuff like there's nothing wrong about it just like obviously us caregivers don't want to walk in on it or like 
during some of their private moments. <laughs> nope, we'll leave that to the sex therapist. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but, like, it is a normal function. It, everybody does it unless your religious beliefs go against it or whatever. And that's on you. That's fine. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> with that being said, I think we can now proceed into the rest of the sex therapy conversation. Because <laughs> you were saying that, like, it's really popular in France, but it's very, very frowned upon here. Yeah, so um, it's not a very uh, popular occupation, obviously. <laughs> and it's very common, especially in France. Um, and here, it is actually not only looked down upon, a lot of people have also said that it should be outright banned. I don't think that's okay. <clears throat> like, there's nothing really wrong with what she's doing, especially, like, there are people, too, who were once, who were probably at one time able to do those things for themselves. Mm -hmm. And also, if you think about it, what makes it different? <clears throat> Because they're sex therapists for normal couples. Right. For people who aren't disabled, for people who are going through problems in, like, their sexual relations or their marriage or anything. But, like, why is it frowned upon for that same profession to be for people who have a hard time even getting to that point themselves or, like, being able to do anything for themselves to pleasure themselves who may not be as able-bodied as other people? Like, right. why is that looked down upon? down upon yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's what i'm trying to say so i can't I, I can't word today i got you boo boo <laughs> we all share a brain <laughs> sometimes yeah i don't know i don't know why it's looked down upon i think it's a really important part of like life and it it's, it's like it's not something that you think about often and i mean like for me personally obviously i would never do that but like i really applaud this woman mm. i think the work that she's doing is fantastic but obviously there's boundaries that you can't cross you know right yeah that's where it gets like i guess tricky <clears throat> but i mean that's it should be the same way with like able-bodied couples too or whatever there's still boundaries for that that they can't cross either absolutely it's hard to like and i give her props for it like it would be hard to like educate somebody in that and showing them like what needs to be done or like demonstrating certain things or whatever without crossing those boundaries yeah, and in the video, she was even, sh like, it was even showing them, like, tools she brings and, like, different adaptive, like, devices for, like, people who can't move their hands or, like, their arms or things like that. And I know one of the um, clients that it had shown in her video, it was talking about how, like, he didn't have any feelings, so he couldn't even, like, feel what was going on down there. It was more just, like, the the act is, like, something that he missed and something that he, like, wanted to feel. Like, you know, just be a normal person. So I guess that kind of brings up my question, though. Like, if they don't have any feeling down there, then how does that necessarily work for them? <clears throat> I think I it, I feel like it's the, um, the idea of, like, the possibility of even being able to do something like that themselves again. Like with, the normalcy aspect. Yeah, yeah. Feeling, feeling normal again. Okay. Like, even when they're not you know yeah that's fair that's definitely fair um i don't know i just i don't see anything wrong with it at all like 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 <laughs> what do you like 
<laughs> it's just, it's a normal, it's a normal thing, as we've said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're all part of the human race. We don't exist without sex, so like. Truth. And I also feel like it's story time. <laughs> okay. Because, so you guys have all heard me talk about working in like a behavioral caregiving job. <laughs> Jasmine just said, oh no. <laughs> so I I used to take care of this person and they were like very, very autistic, mildly, mildly verbal. Like couldn't really say a whole lot, but could kind of tell you if they're in pain or, you know, something along those lines. And they, uh, they also had pica. If you don't know what that is, probably go listen to episode one. <laughs> but paint chips. Ah, paint chips. Eating them like chip chips. <laughs> so there was plenty of times where we would go to give this person their meds and they would be masturbating. Or like the one time my coworker came back upstairs absolutely horrified and was like they just ate it. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, they no. were doing the thing. They were doing the no. thing and they ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine just put her head in her shirt. <laughs> I knew what was coming. I knew. I knew what was coming. Coming? Yes, you know was it was coming? coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that literally, like, everybody does it, but it doesn't mean I like to see it, and it doesn't mean I like to hear that they ate their stuff. <laughs> it also reminds me of a story, uh, I had a girl or whatever that she was younger, had some special needs, and she would like to, you know, with herself, but... <laughs> The gross part about it was she would come out when we called her for, like, dinner or whatever, and she would come out and she wouldn't have washed her hands or anything, uh, and she oh would, no. she puts her hand on the counter and oh there no. flies a pube, and I'm like... <laughs> and I'm like, perfectly natural, but at the same time, be clean about it! <laughs> <laughs> Sips coffee judgingly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't. The stories we could tell. I don't think we need bodily fluids and pubes in the kitchen. I once had no. a nonverbal guy who literally got so excited by trains that he got excited. By and trains? he started doing the thing from watching some trains. Oh my. <laughs> oh my so I think another thing that's important to talk about with this topic is the caregivers who try and stop the residents like if they walk in on it. That's not okay. It's like, no. It's like, I Apologize mean... Apologize that you interrupted them and walk away. It's uh-huh. awkward. Yeah, it's awkward, like, walking in or seeing it or whatever. But, like, they have the right to do that. Like, it's their body. Like, it's their home, too. 
Like, they should be able to have some of their private moments and privacy and all of that stuff. Yes, we have to check on them and stuff, but, like, if they're in the middle of something like that, just apologize and come back later. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Well, not only that, but, I mean, like, everyone has the urge to, you know, have sex or what have you. Like, just because they're disabled doesn't mean that it's gone or that they've never had it. Right. Exactly. Just like a quote-unquote normal person. And I say that because, like, are any of us really just normal? Like, what is normal? Everybody's different. There's, like, a baseline for normality, but really, like, it doesn't... I feel like normal is just not the right descriptive word for anybody. Honestly, normal was put in place by society anyway. It's... I don't think anybody's normal. Everybody's, like, their own person. Literally. Everybody has their own personality, their own... their own look, their own likes and dislikes. Indeed. Um... Yeah, I just... Like I said, it doesn't sit right with me when people, like, are really just not okay with that. Like, it's a normal thing. Uh-huh. And walking in on two residents also does happen. Does. Oh, it does. God. Oh, yeah. another story time. Another story time. So, sundowners. In case you don't know what that is, it's Alzheimer's and dementia patients, and it literally... The name of it explains everything, because at sundown, shit gets weird. <laughs> shit gets real weird. Don't really know why, it just does. It, it just, yeah. So something about that time of day slash evening, night, whatever you want to call it, um, they tend to have behaviors. And it can range anywhere from going from being the sweetest person in the entire world to being like a raging bitch. Or, or being from completely normal for most of the day to be just super, super confused for no apparent reason. Literally no reason <laughs> other than the sun went down. <laughs> so... Yep. I had a guy who had sundowners, and unfortunately, he had lost his wife, um, I think, a year prior, and they used to have, like, adjoining rooms, so this guy got the urge and thought that his wife was still around, and he went into another resident's room. Oh, They were, thank God, not in bed yet, but he was laying naked in her bed. Just waiting for her, expecting it to be his wife. Oh, no. Poor man. Oh, yes. Goodness, Lord. So, you know, we found him in there, and we were like, hey, you need to go back to your room, because this is not your room. (laughs) And he was like, but my wife is coming to bed. And so then we had to explain the sadness that his wife had passed and all of that. Oh, it's rough. It's rough explaining that. Mm, it always is. Because then, of course, it brought him to tears. And yeah, then, he, you know, he at lives. first he really didn't believe us. Right. And then something happened. Like, something just clicked because he really wasn't that far off into dementia. But he still needed to be in a home because he wasn't safe at home. Right, right. Yeah, that was sad, though. But story times are fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's never fun telling a resident that their significant other has passed away. Mm-mm. It's really difficult and if you can try to avoid it if you can redirect them and be like mm-hmm. um, it's like a different topic yeah if you can tell them oh she's at the store or whatever 
if they believe you, great. But if they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, sometimes you unfortunately do have to just tell them what happened. <sighs> the life of the caregiver. Yeah. Well, anyways, I mean, this topic was pretty quick and easy and straightforward. We were just basically <laughs> talking about... <laughs> They both have their minds in the gutter. Oh. <laughs> Coming from the one who literally always has their mind in the gutter. Oh. Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> Is it really a secret, though? But we just wanted to touch on, like, a subject that, like, a lot of people, like, might find interesting just because it's something that a lot of people wouldn't hear about in healthcare. No. Correct. And it's a very normal part of life. And a lot of the times we are taught as caregivers to kind of just, like push that out of our minds and overlook it completely like it doesn't exist but it absolutely exists yes it does honestly when you brought that idea to me for this episode uh, <laughs> and you didn't mention that they had to be of sound mind first I was like whoa <laughs> 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 this could get she real bad it was a terrible idea she was like I think that's awful <laughs> and I was like wait why <laughs> and then she explained further that like they were of sound mind and I was like cause like if these people don't understand it like what is gonna happen <laughs> It's like right. if they can't consent to it, like that's that's essay. And I'm like, no, it's not. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about? Yeah, that was a fun conversation. And then once I understood it, I was like, yes. You were like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> My tune changed real quick on that one. That's so funny. Oh Explanations God. are everything. Everything. <laughs> okay, well, I have to go collect my mind out of the gutter, so we gotta go. <laughs> Bye! 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 This has been the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast with your hosts, Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. Thank you so much for spilling your ravioli with us. Don't worry, we'll serve you more next time. Until next time, go wash your ass. <laughs>